Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 9th of November. A suspected hacker has followed through on their threats overnight and released the private information of Medibank customers online. Experts say sample data of phone and Medicare numbers and reportedly medical claim details have been posted on a dark web forum overnight, just days after the private health insurer refused to pay a ransom demand. Medibank is yet to officially confirm the data leak overnight or if the information published is part of the major hack. Cybersecurity expert Troy Hunt has told Channel 10 if health claims information is leaked, it's extremely concerning. If your driver's licence gets exposed, you go down to your local main roads or whatever your state equivalent is and you get a new driver's licence and you move on. But if something related to your personal health condition or your previous conditions or claims is exposed, you, you can't just put that genie back in the bottle. Medibank is now facing a possible class action with lawyers preparing to represent the millions of Australians affected by the major hack. In breaking news this morning, tributes are flowing for former Howard Government Minister Peter Reith after he passed away. A family spokesperson has released a statement this morning saying the 72-year-old died yesterday afternoon after a long battle with Alzheimer's disease. Former Prime Minister John Howard has led the tributes for his dear friend, saying, quote, he was a great warrior for the Liberal cause. Tragedy out of the central west of New South Wales where a two-year-old boy has died after being attacked by dogs. The toddler was reportedly mauled by a rottweiler and a cattle dog at a local motel in Cowra yesterday, suffering serious injuries to his face and neck. He was transferred to Sydney's Westmead Hospital and later died. An investigation is now underway. In WA, police have launched a nationwide appeal to find a missing five-year-old boy. Detectives believe he may have been taken interstate by a family member. There are concerns for the boy's welfare and anyone with any information is urged to contact Crime Stoppers. Staying in WA, where a man is set to return to court this morning, charged over the death of Perth teenager Cassius Turvey. Our reporter Alicia McFarlane has more from Perth. Tash Jack Stephen James Brearley is due to face court today via video link. He's accused of murder, aggravated assault, occasioning bodily harm as well as stealing. It's alleged the 21-year-old beat Cassius and his 13-year-old friend with a metal pole last month as they walked home in the eastern Perth suburb of Middle Swan. The stealing charge relates to the alleged theft of crutches. There's been an outpouring of grief over the death of the 15-year-old. Thousands have attended a series of vigils here and around the world since last week. In other news this morning, the Department of Foreign Affairs is looking into the disappearance of an Australian teacher in Congo. Mark Sivarella from regional New South Wales went missing in the capital two weeks ago. His cousin Nick has told Channel 7 the family fears he's been kidnapped or even killed. A bit numb from the shock of it all and then then you try and then your mind obviously goes through the scenarios. We just think that something untoward has probably happened. An investigation is now underway. A grim report into chronic teacher shortages across New South Wales has been handed down, revealing the education system is at breaking point, with students' academic results also suffering. A reporter, Michaela Savage, has the details from Sydney. 
Yeah, that's right. The inquiry into statewide staff shortages began earlier this year with the findings handed down in this report yesterday. A survey of more than 11,000 teachers found more than 90% identified workload as the main contributor to a lack of staff. Both teachers and parents are noticing the negative impacts of merged classes and minimal supervision as schools struggle to get enough for educators. And the probe has also found student results from NAPLAN and other standardised tests have largely stagnated as a result. Opposition leader Chris Minns said it's not good enough and he's promised Labor will work with schools if the party wins the state election in March. We need to build up the teaching profession in New South Wales, attract more people to its ranks, retain those that work within the system and make a wholesale reform to this most important of public services. But with thousands of teachers reportedly planning to leave the profession in the next five years, whoever's in government has a tough job on their hands. Overseas now and the balance of power in US Congress will be decided today as the nation votes in its midterm elections. Joe Biden and his Democrats hold both the House of Reps and the Senate, but the president is at risk of losing the House to the Republicans, which would make his law passing very difficult. It comes as speculation continues to grow around whether Donald Trump will run again, with the former president again teasing a possible comeback. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. Now, despite increasing interest rates and skyrocketing inflations and so many economic concerns, there's new data out that shows Australians are still spending and many are choosing to spend on the credit card. Yeah, and that's the concerning thing here, Tash. So, yeah, we are continuing to, to spend big despite back-to-back, you know, uh, interest rate hikes. So the latest data come out uh, from uh, ComBank, their household spending intention report, shows that we did spend up big in October, rising by 0.9%. But it's important to note when you look under the bonnet here, the, the increase was quite a narrow base increase. The data shows marginal gain was driven by higher spending in household services, retail, entertainment and transport sectors. They're the, they're the areas we're spending up big. But when you dig a bit Further, a large part of that increase in spending was actually a reflection of higher prices. Um, And that was especially the case with retail. Half of that gain was driven by higher food spending and price increases at the supermarket shelves. And what's more concerning, as you pointed out, it's that credit card data. Now, the RBA data shows that we may be paying off our cards, which is good. That balance, that hardcore debt is going down, but purchases are going up. We racked up $25 billion in September, um, and the average personal debt now is about 3800 Here's the thing. We're seeing credit card purchases going up. We're seeing buy now, pay later usage up. Even data from Equifax suggests that credit card applications are up. So this is a case which does show that in order to fill that gap with the cost of living, we are now resorting to further debt. And that's not a good sign. Not good news at all, Effie. And the NAB is the last of the big four to hike its savings rate. So how do we score a good deal? Because we know the banks always move very, very quickly on interest rates, but there's always a lag on the savings accounts. 
Yeah, they're not as enthusiastic, are they, no. guys, uh, when it comes to passing on to savers? Well, we've had seven rate hikes totaling 2.75. They all went to homeowners, but they have not been passed to savers. And as you point out, NAB was the last of the big four to increase their saving rates off the back of last week's cash rate hike. So it's been a week and it's taken them a while to do it, but they will increase saving products up to 0.5% from this Friday. Now, interesting to note, NAB has come out and said that plenty of Aussies are taking advantages of increased saving rates. They're seeing 1,000 new saving accounts a day being opened. Huge demand, a 1,200% increase in the number of term deposits being opened. So clearly people are looking for good deals. Now, Westpac actually put the biggest rate hikes on the tables for its savers. They increased up to 0.9% Tash instead of the 025 what the RBA did. They came out with a 0.9 increase. CBA also went above and beyond the RBA increase up to 0.3. ANZ, on the other hand, uh, increased what it's called its app product, but it's a good rate at 3.5%. Here's the thing for people. Typically, there are two saving accounts. One is you'll get a great headline, but only three to five months. It then reverts to a lower rate. So watch what that lower rate is. The other one is it pays you a bonus rate, but boy, you've got to jump through a few hoops to get that. Like increase your balance, maybe use it as a transaction account. There's a couple of things you've got to do. If you don't do that, again, it goes to a basic rate and you'll earn pretty much next to nothing. Yeah, incredible. And always shop around. It seems loyalty doesn't pay off either with the savings accounts. There is no such thing in loyalty when it comes to your money, Tash. It's uh, chasing the best deal always. But, uh, yeah, you've got to work for your money, unfortunately. Great <laughs> tips as always. Effie, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Time for Sport Now with Britt Thomas and Britt. The Socceroos coach cannot be accused of playing favourites, leaving out his son-in-law from the World Cup squad. That would have been an interesting conversation. Yeah, a little bit awkward for uh, Graham Arnold. Good morning, Tash, the coach of the Socceroos, releasing his 26-man squad for the World Cup in Qatar coming up. It's not too far away at all. Trent Sainsbury has been a mainstay of the Socceroos' defence for a long time. He's actually been playing uh, in where the World Cup will be held. Well, not playing. He's certainly uh, with the side over there, but hasn't seen a lot of action in the last two months, and so Graham Arnold has decided to leave him out despite, as we mentioned, uh, Trent Sainsbury being his son-in-law. Yeah, look, it was uh, probably one of the hardest things I've had to do, but at the end of the day, Trent understands exactly why he hasn't been selected. The most important thing for Trent was that the Socceroos go to the World Cup and do something special for the nation. Goalkeeper Mitch Langerak, striker Adam Taggart and midfielder Tom Rogic among the other unlucky players uh, to miss out on that World Cup squad, Tash. Yeah, Brett, to the cricket now and the T20 World Cup semis kick off tonight and there's an Aussie influence in the Pakistan camp. Yeah, uh, Matthew Hayden, the Aussie uh, cricket legend, of course, is a team mentor and a batting coach with Pakistan who are hoping to ride a wave of momentum heading into tonight's semi-final against New Zealand at the SCG. And Hayden is thoroughly enjoying being a part of their World Cup campaign. Being this side of the fence and being an influence on a young career, you know, like a Harris, for example, that wasn't even in the squad but faced all of our quicks and has done a good job when he's come in the team. So it's great to influence the game. And he's given his thoughts on the Aussie side, of course, making an early exit from the tournament. He believes it's time to overhaul their T20 squad. Yeah, the Australian team's got some thinking to do. There has to be some freshness and, and I think one of the great strengths of Australian cricket has been its ability to be able to recognise when to make that gear change into a different rostrum. So tonight it's Pakistan and New Zealand at the SCG. Tomorrow night, India and England lock horns in Adelaide. 
Adelaide. Yeah, and the roller coaster ride continues for the Manly Club in the NRL with a swap again with the coaches, Brett. Yeah, Anthony Seabold is back. He's been given the tough task of sorting out the mess at Manly. We've had the Pride Jersey saga, which ultimately uh, ended up with Des Hasler, the coach, leaving. There was rumours of infighting and a rift between some of their star players, the Trebojevic brothers and Daly Cherry Evans, uh, the captain, while Seabold is now in to sort all of that out. Uh, he, of course, spent time with South Sydney, and they're not so successful at the Broncos. That was a really mex- messy exit from there. Now, he's appointed Shane Flanagan as as his right-hand man, as a key assistant coach. He's explained tonight why he's done that, given that uh, Flanagan himself might be keen on a head coaching role. It's funny that people go to the negative, right? But it's not unusual. That's, I suppose, in some ways, human nature. I look at the strengths and the weapons that Shane Flanagan has as a coach and his experience. Yeah, one thing Shane's good at is bringing a group together. And a group of Hawthorne First Nations players and their partners will take part in the AFL's investigation into racism allegations. They wrote to the AFL last Friday, which has prompted a commitment to a wider response, ensuring a culturally safe environment across all AFL clubs and within the industry, Tash. Brett, thank you. Australians across the country were seeing red last night with a spectacular lunar eclipse lighting up the night sky. Residents from Sydney to Hobart and across to WA were able to gaze up and witness the so-called blood moon, which is caused by the moon passing through the Earth's shadow, only to be lit up by our atmosphere. The next big cosmic occurrence is set next year, where a total solar eclipse will be visible from the westernmost tip of Australia. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.